You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. Just a quick trigger warning before we get into the episode, I do mention bullying and suicide in this episode. So if you or someone that you know needs help, please call Lifeline on 131114 or Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800. Hello everyone, today we are talking about conflict resolution and I am going to take you through various strategies on how to deal with conflict in your life. So when we're young and maybe we're fighting with our siblings, the way we deal with conflict then is generally our mum will send us to our rooms and we'll have to think about it and then we have to come out again and say sorry and then all is forgiven. As you get older, it gets a little bit more complicated than that. So first things first, what is conflict? What do I mean by conflict? Conflict is defined as a serious disagreement or serious argument. However, generally it festers beyond this when one or both parties feel as if there is some sort of threat and it doesn't have to be real or not this threat. Now we all have to go through conflict at some point in our lives, whether that is with our family members, our siblings, our friends, our peers, our partners, or even in the workplace. This is a normal part of life and a normal part of relationships from time to time. That's because we all have different values, different opinions, and different needs to the people around us. We're never going to be surrounded by people who agree with us 100% of the time. Now, it's not about avoiding or fearing conflict in life. I don't want you to listen to this and, and be scared of having conflict. It's about being able to learn how to resolve conflict in a really healthy and really productive way. And that's because mismanaging conflict can cause great harm to any relationship. So it's important to understand how we perceive certain situations and why we have certain perceptions or certain reactions to certain situations. And that's because often conflict can trigger really strong emotions. So having some sort of emotional literacy or emotional intelligence is really, really important. I did also do a full episode on emotional literacy. So if you want more understanding into that, please go listen to that episode. I think it's number three or four or something like that. I want to point out as well that arguing or having a disagreement when you hear those words, people often think, oh, wow, that's very negative and we should try to avoid that at all costs. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to have those arguments as long as, as I said, they're done in a really healthy way. Arguments can actually allow you to clear the air, to explore differences with other people and to stand up for yourself when it's necessary. As I said, though, unproductive, negative, repetitive or abusive arguments can be really harmful and can leave people feeling hopeless, hurt or even injured in some circumstances. So what causes conflict? Where does it come from? 
as I said before, you can have conflict with your partner, your friend, your sibling, your family, your co-workers. And even in this day and age, you can have conflict with random people on the internet. This can be caused from difference in opinion, differing experiences, tastes, perspectives, personalities, or a big one is beliefs. Now it's important to know how to handle conflict because conflict can cause really high stress. And if it is unresolved, can cause relationships to actually deteriorate. Now a big cause of conflict in this day and age for an example for everyone, is the conversation surrounding COVID-19, vaccination status, lockdowns, things like that. Having these conversations are okay when we're able to grow and we're able to listen to the other person. However, it can quickly become quite toxic and quite unproductive if you don't know how to approach these arguments in a proper way. This is something that we absolutely all need to work on throughout our lives I myself can take a lot from this too, as I'm someone who does have quite strong opinions on a lot of topics. And of course, that's okay to express, share and discuss these opinions, but it has to be done in the right way. So I am going to provide you with some strategies that will help you resolve or work through conflict with absolutely anybody in your life. Now, for example, let's say you're having an argument with a friend about a controversial issue. My biggest one is that pineapple does not belong on pizza. You're sitting there saying, yes, it should. I'm sitting here saying, no, it shouldn't. But you're about to share a pizza. So now that there's some conflict, what does a healthy response look like here? I want you to maybe pause this episode and try and think of some on your own before I go through some strategies. And of course, when I'm talking about controversial issues. There are much more serious ones than pineapple on pizza, but I just want you to take a second here to think about maybe what your reaction would be to something you feel quite passionate about and someone else having a differing view to you. So of course, when someone doesn't agree with us, we're going to need some conflict resolution. Conflict resolution actually involves two or more parties reaching a peaceful resolution to any kind of argument or dispute. So it's not about anyone winning. It's about getting to a place where everyone is content or at least accepting of the overall conclusion. So what are some healthy responses to conflict? According to healthguide.org, the first one we have is being able to empathize with the other person's point of view. Now we've all heard the saying, put yourself in another person's shoes. And that is really, really valid when we're talking about conflict. Being able to show care and compassion for another person, as well as being able to acknowledge their feelings, maybe despite not agreeing with them, is key to being able to respond to conflict appropriately. Just because you may not fully understand how or why a person feels the way that they do, doesn't mean that you can't respond to them in a productive and understanding way. It's also important to note that fear creates a lot of beliefs and ideals about things. So for example, with COVID, the vaccine, all of that stuff, it's important to remember that unless you know every single detail of a person's life, you can't really say whether or not their opinion is right or wrong for them. These things are shaped for entire lifetimes and facing fear with more fear, anger or resentment is never going to fix a situation. There's another saying, I'm all about them today, <laughs> leave people better than you found them. And that is also really, really relevant here. Keep that in the back of your mind whenever you are, I guess, having an interaction with anyone. 
especially in those times where you are maybe in some sort of conflict. The second one here is to avoid explosive reactions. So of course, as I said before, conflict can cause stress and heightened emotions. When you are faced with a challenging situation or conversation, it's important to remain calm, non-defensive, and of course, respectful. Now, this is important in any situation or relationship, but it's also highly important in your professional life and in your career of choice. And you might be thinking, how do we do that when someone tells us that they think pineapple on pizza is a good idea? How am I supposed to remain calm in that situation? The first thing I would say is very plain and simple, and I say it all the time, but it's to use your breath or understand how to breathe. Breathing actually calms us down. So taking slower, deeper breaths activates the hypothalamus, which is connected to the pituitary gland in the brain. So essentially our stress producing hormones are inhibited when we breathe deeply, and this triggers a relaxation response in our bodies. Have you ever tried to argue with someone when you're super angry and mad and maybe like thrashing about and raising your voice? It's good to be aware of this. And next time, if you are in quite a heated argument and you can feel yourself becoming quite agitated, just breathe. Take a couple of breaths before you speak. This as well could be kind of that think before you speak situation. And it actually will allow you to really focus on what the other person is saying as well. And then you can concentrate on your response. It doesn't have to be a really quick worded argument, you are actually allowed to take your time when you are having these conversations with people. And it's probably the better thing that you can do for yourself and for the situation. Body language is also really important. So if you can't converse without yelling, screaming, pointing, laughing, throwing things, or being aggressive, you need to leave the conversation. If the person you're arguing with is not following suit and they are being quite aggressive and uh, quite disrespectful, leave the conversation. If you find yourself becoming maybe too stubborn or way too worked up, again, leave the conversation. Take a break and come back to it. That's okay. It's also really great in a professional setting, but remember that you are actually allowed the time and space to do that if you need to. You are you don't have to go through everything just because someone else wants to. If you're not ready to face the conflict and you don't feel emotionally that you're ready or, you know, that you haven't worked through what you wanted to say properly, you're allowed to say, "Hey, let's come back to it. I need a break." And that is in every single setting professional, with your partner, with your family, whatever it is. The third is taking accountability. So personal accountability involves taking ownership of what happens as a result of your choices and your actions. This is about not automatically blaming others or making excuses for yourself when something goes wrong. Taking accountability means you're able to see the part that you played in an issue and you are then able to recognize how to improve in your own way. This is a huge part of resolving conflict and allows you to avoid being defensive straight away in an argument. If you played a part in an uncomfortable situation, reflecting on this, turning to the people around you for support and gaining further insight from third parties to the situation will help you clarify where you can also improve. And this doesn't mean bending over and saying everything's your fault. It's about taking responsibility for your actions. And maybe you're like me and you struggle with open communication. I would therefore say something like, I know I'm not always great at voicing how I am feeling. This is something I will continue to work on. 
when you offer to better yourself in some way, it allows the person that you are having conflict with to do the same. So the next one is about seeking compromise. And this is all about avoiding a me versus you mentality when you're dealing with conflict. As I said before, we are never going to only meet people who agree with us. And another saying, you might have heard of the saying, agree to disagree. This just means that each party settles an argument or resolves a problem, generally without either getting the solution that they probably hoped for. At the end of the day, conflict should be resolved with people feeling respected and understood, not for someone to win something. For example, you might be arguing with a friend and feel like you're stuck in a gridlock. You could take the approach of saying something like, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I respect you as a person and I'd like to move on knowing how each of us feel. What do you think? Or you could say, help me to understand your point of view. Why is pineapple on pizza so important to you? So those are just some options of, I guess, some open questions to ask the other person. And by doing this, you're able to gain an understanding, practice that active listening and move towards moving on from the situation. Of course, there are going to be times when conflict is just not going to be resolved. This is also okay as long as the conversation is productive and healthy. Cutting off contact or connections with people due to differences in personality, values, ideals, etc. is totally okay if that's what you want. It's how you express this that is the most important thing. And of course, when I'm talking about situations like in your workplace where maybe you don't have a choice, go back to that, I don't agree, but I respect you. Can we move forward from this? All right, one last strategy is to know when to let things go. Now, of course, this is easier said than done, but it's really important for you to do this for yourself, first and foremost, and for the sake of whatever relationship is being affected. Maybe something someone said really affected you at the time, you've given yourself some time to think. It's okay to then come back and say, this is how what you said made me feel. I am over it now and I'd like to move on. It's just about sometimes putting your pride to the side for the sake of the relationship that's being affected. And of course, it isn't about admitting defeat. It's about deciding what is worth the stress and what isn't worth the stress. What's worth maybe losing relationships or friendships over and what isn't. A big part of this though is of course being in tune with your feelings and understanding your worth. Again, go back to that emotional literacy episode for a few tips on that. All right, my next question is, what happens if we just never acknowledge the conflict? Conflict actually affects our stress levels and our overall health in a really big way. A 2008 study from Health Psychology found that prolonged conflict was associated with lower self-rated health, greater functional limitations, and a heightened number of health conditions in over 650 adult participants. This seems to be because stress has been shown to weaken the immune system. In fact, chronic stress can result in many physical and mental health conditions, such as anxiety and depression, digestive issues, acne, heart disease, obesity, hair loss, sexual dysfunction, and even insomnia, which is when you can't fall asleep. When conflict isn't resolved or acknowledged, 
Anger can be suppressed or kind of put to the side. And this means that people are more likely to have explosive arguments, bursts of rage, or end up physically hurting the people around them when they inevitably have to deal with that conflict. Now, pent-up anger and energy is never healthy, but by listening to this episode and the strategies here, allowing you to understand how to deal with your conflict in a healthier way, you are taking a step in the right direction, not only for yourself, but for your relationships and for the people around you. And just a reminder to, I guess, all the parents out there or the people that have others looking up to them, children learn through observation. So while you might think it's okay to react in a certain way or act in a certain way in times of conflict, there may be someone watching you who is learning that this is how people treat each other and this is the right way that people treat each other. There are actually a few great TED Talks on this topic. I am, of course, not a professional or an expert on the topic of conflict resolution. So typing in conflict resolution on TED Talk, there is a bunch there. I will link some of my favorite ones in the show notes as well. So moving on now, I've got just an extra little bit here because I wanted to talk about, I guess, what do you do if the other person doesn't want to resolve the conflict but continues to... I guess, be mean to you or to create an uncomfortable situation. Now, this goes into the territory of bullying. As I said at the start of this episode, conflict is a normal part of life. Bullying is never okay. It isn't something that everyone needs to go through. It's not something that's inevitable in our lives. So I guess maybe I'm going to change that question to how do I deal with a bully? Unfortunately, this doesn't just happen when you're at school. It continues on in workplaces, in your home, in sporting communities, etc. Now, bullying isn't just disliking or disagreeing with someone. It involves ongoing and repeated misuse of power in relationships where a person has the intention to cause deliberate psychological harm to another person. This, of course, can be verbal, social, or physical. So verbal includes things like name-calling, teasing, put-downs, or threats. Physical is kind of any physical harm or injury. So that's hitting, kicking, spitting, tripping, throwing things, breaking things. Social is lying, spreading rumors, playing kind of bad practical jokes, exclusion, or embarrassment. There's also cyberbullying now as well, which is the use of technology to hurt someone. So this can be done through harmful messages, pictures, or comments. Bullying is something that unfortunately a lot of people have to deal with in their lifetime. And this can also significantly impact your health due to the stress caused. It can result in having lower self-esteem, having suicidal thoughts. You can have trouble with work or with schoolwork. It can allow you to feel hopeless or powerless. You might feel alone, sad, angry, or confused, and you might also feel unsafe or afraid in whatever environment you're in. So what do you actually do when you're stuck in a situation like this where maybe you are being bullied and that could be, again, anywhere? And I also just want to reiterate that this isn't normal conflict, so there are a few different ways to go about it. This isn't about you being a mediator or trying to sort out the situation between you and someone else. This is someone overpowering you, repeatedly doing things that are not fair and not okay. And that means that you don't necessarily need to be the one that takes the responsibility to fix it. And that's where I come to my first one is no matter what age you are, 
ask for help. There is always someone who can help you. This might be, you know, a teacher, a parent, a manager at work, a friend, a colleague, anyone. Make sure that you voice it and you talk about it. And this is important for every single kind of bullying, cyberbullying, that physical harm, any of it. If you don't feel comfortable maybe asking for help from the people in your life, Lifeline is a really great service. Their phone number is 131114. Or you could contact Kids Helpline, which is 1-800-55-1800. If you are someone who is experiencing bullying in a workplace setting, doesn't matter what age you are, you should have a HR manager and they can assist you with dealing with these problems. And instead of you acting like the mediator, that person is going to act like the mediator. This is similar, you know, if you're at school and you're being bullied, talking to a teacher or a parent just means that a third party can come into the situation to help you. Of course, if you don't feel like you want to talk about it and you don't feel like you have the courage to actually go and speak to someone, which I totally understand happens in a lot of situations, sending someone an email, that could be a teacher or a parent, is also really, really great. It just means that you've let someone know this is the situation, this is what's going on, and you don't have to deal with it on your own. The second thing is to keep your distance. And I know that this is easier said than done, especially when you're in a space where this might be hard, like a school or a workplace. However, where you can, keeping your distance is a great option. This is also easier, I guess, to do when you're online. So log off, take a break from your social media, block the people that are causing you harm and delete them. Say bye, see you later. Like you don't, you've got the choice to get rid of them. And I know that it's it's not that simple in a lot of cases and bullies can be absolutely relentless, which is why, go back to my first one, ask for help. Never ever sit there and think, oh, I'm the only one dealing with this and I'm alone and I have no one to talk to. There is always someone there who you can speak to. The third here is keep being your true good self. Do not believe the things that are being said about you or to you by a bully. Knowing who you are, what you believe in is so important. Again, I know that this can be really hard, especially when people are constantly and consistently saying maybe things that are really bad to you or about you, but it's important to make sure that you do not believe what they are saying. And this is all about knowing your self-worth. This is all about understanding yourself emotionally. And this is about kind of knowing what your purpose is in yourself. And that's about putting yourself first, making sure you're taking care of yourself regardless of whatever else is going on. I also want to just talk about there's I don't know if anyone's seen this video, but there's a guy who goes to a school. He's obviously there on a day, you know, uh, making a presentation and he gets one of the students to come up on stage with him and tells her to be mean or to bully him. And all he does is he keeps saying really nice things back to her. So she'll say, you know, you're short and he'll say, thank you. You're really tall or something like that. And in the end, she can't keep being mean to him. She tries. She's actually quite good at it, but she runs out of things to say to him because he just stands there and goes, yeah, thank you. And just kind of rejects everything that she's saying and says something nice back to her. So that's a really important thing as well, especially if you are kind of a bit younger, you be the good person that you are, regardless of whatever this person is saying to you. I will, of course, link this. So if anyone hasn't seen it, please check out the show notes. I will put it in there as well. It's really, really good. 
This is just a quick overview for the topic of bullying and I am going to do a further episode about all the types of bullying and I'll cover more ways to deal with it, but I felt like it was important to identify the difference between that kind of conflict and that bullying in this episode. That is all from me today on the topic of dealing with conflict and conflict resolution, plus a little addition of dealing with bullying in there too. I hope that you feel more informed about how to deal with conflict and the strategies involved in doing that. I just want to say a big thank you to all my listeners for the past few months. It has been so fun creating these episodes. I hope that everyone has a great Christmas and a great new year. I will be back in your ears in 2022. Please stay safe. Enjoy the break. See you later.